What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 36 of the HMA Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Hughley, and I am joined today by my, my awesome co-hosts, Seth Gross and Earl Smith. Uh, Jack might be jumping on at some point, and you know, Jack likes to oversleep, um, but maybe, maybe we'll get him, maybe we won't. Um, either way, how you doing today, Earl? Good, good. Uh, yeah, RBY's not sleeping. RBY's ready to go. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I was hoping Jack was on because uh, I was, was going to say how I got a good workout in this morning. I wanted to uh, uh, be like Steve Garland and work so hard I pee my pants, but uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was on a call with him, uh, with Coach Garland and, and Jack yesterday talking about some stuff. And uh, that, that dude is awesome, man. He is like, he is energy, like just energy. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like getting off a phone call with him, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go run like 100 miles right now. It's insane. Um, but, yeah. Seth, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing, you know, got up this morning, got a little run in, and, uh, yeah, I've been chilling, man. It's been it's been a good week, and, um yeah, can't complain. Sweet. Good deal, man. Well, um, you know, the the main topic for this one we're going to eventually get to is we kind of, instead of having like a huge month-long thing like we've been doing, um, trying to break down a little bit here and there and do some some shorter uh, topics. And so today, we're eventually, we're going to get to talking about uh, kind of the GOAT debate, who's the GOAT of college wrestling. Um Originally, I had two guys written down, uh, but it looks like we have a whole bunch of other people that should be thrown in the conversation, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but before we get there, just some stuff to go over to talk about that happened in the wrestling world lately. Um, first thing, I'm going to actually throw it back to Seth because I saw that the uh, Wisconsin RTC came out with a, a pretty cool fundraiser. So uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Seth? Yeah, yeah, the Wisconsin RTC is running a big front fundraiser uh, in the month of August, and it's called Cardio for a Cause, so it's pretty cool. Um, it's about, um, you know, there's a lot of things been going on with uh, in the wrestling community as far as, um, you know, women's wrestling and black athletes in wrestling, and um, yeah, our, our, we're doing it just to, to bring attention to that, and um, we're raising, raising money for the Black Wrestling Association, and then USA Wrestling, we're teaming up and giving money that they're going to put towards women's wrestling. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool, right? You, yeah, you get put a team together, and then um, throughout the month of August, you try to get 500 miles with your team, and you can run, walk, bike, jog, kind of do whatever you want, but try to get 500 miles with the team up to 10. So, yeah, hopefully hopefully you can get a decent amount of people on your team because 500 is a little, little tough to do on your own. But, uh, yeah, so it's just, just about bringing attention to it, and it's been picked up by local news channels here, and so it's been a pretty good thing, and yeah, I think it was a great idea um, by the Wisconsin RTC. For sure. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, definitely going to have to look into doing that. I know we got we got a bunch of dudes over with the HMA crew, so hopefully I won't have to do as much work <laughs> as I would with a, a smaller group, um, but yeah, no, that sounds really cool, man. I saw that it was on... Uh, on on the news the other day yeah and all that kind of stuff so yeah johnny's been johnny's been killing it out there he's been getting in getting it out there getting on a whole bunch of news platforms so it's been it's been good yeah for sure it's always cool to see wrestling or wrestling 
related things on, you know, on the news, mainstream media. Yeah. Uh, but for, for good reasons too, you know, sometimes wrestling will make headlines for bad news. So it's always good, <laughs> yeah. you know, when it's, when it's in a positive light like that. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. A lot, a lot of, a lot of bad news lately. Time to start pushing out. Yeah. A lot of good stuff, hopefully in the coming months. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely a lot of bad, a lot more than we're used to, but, uh, we'll get through it. We're pretty resilient people. Um, a couple of, of big moves that we saw over the past, you know, week or so. Uh, first one, Jenna Burkett actually came on the HMA show with, uh, with Mason Beckman and, um, they were doing an interview and, and towards the end of the interview, she actually dropped that she's going to be, uh, partially moving over to the, the Southeastern RTC with, at Virginia Tech. Um, so on first glance, I know like all the posts say, oh, she's moving to the SERTC, um, but she's actually going to be splitting time between her, was it WCAP program that she's at with the Army and um, the, the RTC over at Virginia Tech. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that, that move? Yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool. I I think that's a good idea when people do, you know, split split time at RTC. I know I know some people have done that um, at a few different places. I know Bryce Meredith was doing that for a while, and I think I think it's a great idea, right? It gives you experience to different partners and uh, keeps you involved. And at the end of the day, right, it, it helps you know bring in you know for women's wrestling now. You know, it'll help at Virginia Tech, and and she's still getting to train with her WCAP teammates out there. And so I think I think it's an amazing move. Yeah, I think it's a kind of a win-win move for both sides. Um, you know, I like seeing Virginia Tech supporting women's wrestling. Um, I've already seen, you know, through Twitter, um, you know, UNC has a, a few women that train down there, and they're already talking about, you know, meeting up and training. Uh, so, yeah, it's cool to see um, her get the opportunity to have uh, new training partners, maybe some fresh ideas as far as training. Uh, you got Jared Frayer. I think he's kind of – running things as far as SCRTC goes. He's an Olympian, great guy to be around. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Good to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think her whole situation is is really, really cool, man. Like you said, you guys have said, it, it's cool to be able to go to um, the different RTCs and get different, different looks and different partners and all that kind of stuff. And um, at the end of the day, she also said in her interview that, you know, once wrestling – is done or when she gets to that point where she's she's done competing you know she's got a whole career lined up in in the army uh, so that whole wcap program is, is really cool i definitely think it's something to look into for for people looking into um you know wrestling on the senior level and anything post-college um but we also had a couple other ones um and the next one that i wanted to talk about was uh Helen Marulis and John Morrison to the Maryland RTC. Um, so that's, that's really, <laughs> that's a really big move right there for Maryland. So um, what are you guys thoughts on that one? Yeah. I mean, Oh, go ahead. Earl. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, actually the DMV RTC. And for people that aren't from around here, that's district Columbia, Maryland, Virginia. I know everybody's like thinking it's the car place. Um, but <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, Mar uh, Helen's from that area. So, you know, she's, she's home. Um, I, I hear nothing but good things about John Morrison, as far as being, you know, not the biggest name in the world, but really a solid coach. 
Um, he's been in the Maryland uh, area for the past couple of years. He was instrumental in uh, Kurt McHenry. Uh, he's cadet world champion. Um, he worked with him in high school at St. Paul's school. So, um, you know, he's a guy that's kind of plugged in in that area. And, you know, you don't even need it to say anything about Helen. You know, she's the biggest name in women's wrestling. So, yeah, huge, huge for Maryland. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's an amazing move by them. And, um, yeah, she's going home to Maryland. And I know John Morrison, and he, he's he's an amazing guy, right? I had some back-and-forth battles with him a few years back. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I had nothing but good things to say about him. So I think that's, you know, a huge move and, you know, going to draw a lot of attention to Maryland for a while now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there <laughs> he is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he can hear us yet or not. I can. You can. We can hear him. Great. Um, I, I guess I'll let Earl start it off real quick because he had uh, he had something to say about your opponent. Um, <laughs> and, you know what he might be doing. Well, Jacob figured you were sleeping in, and I said RBY is not sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got up early. I'm I'm hurting though. So <laughs> you trying to squeeze, you're trying to squeeze three months of training in a couple weeks? Not really. You know, it's like you're training for one match. You're not training for a tournament. Yeah. And so it's like everything's six minutes, but it's it's hard. So it's like shark bait for six minutes or yeah. stance in motion for six minutes. And dude, sometimes a stance match can be harder than a regular match, if you, especially if you have someone calling it out. And dude, I'm just. Like, today is, like, my first day off this week, and it's, like, the same thing. Like, I'm just – I, like, got up at 8, and then it's, like, you're, like, snoozing off, like, trying to read or something. And so that's what happened. <laughs> so when you, say, when you say stance match, what do you mean by that? So I'm going – I'm going to stance, and then uh, I had Kendall, like, calling out stuff, and he was going shot, 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 down block, reshot, okay. uh, sprawl, shot, sprawl, uh, quick feet, quick feet, quick feet. Uh, you did that for test. six minutes. Uh, six one minutes. Oof. So you're trying to keep it, it. trying to keep everything a sprint, you know. I'm glad my stance is like basically me standing. Otherwise, I'd be struggling. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we got Jack on. He he might be late, but he's here. Um, we talked a little bit about Jack for uh, just catching you up. We talked a little about Jenna Burker uh, Burkett uh, moving to the Southeastern RTC. Um, and then we just hit on Helen Marulis and John Morrison to the DMV RTC. Um, so I guess- Terrible be, name. I know. Terrible name. Right. <laughs> no one's going to want to go there. <laughs> I ain't ever leaving. Yeah. DMV. I don't know though. If you told me that I could wrestle while waiting in line to get my license, then I, I might go. Uh, might be better than, than what it usually is. They're like but, a four-hour practice. Yeah. Uh, but the, the last big one, and good, we got Jack on here for this one, but the last big move that we saw was obviously the king himself. We saw Jordan Burroughs move, uh, or not yet. He's going to be staying put at Nebraska for right now, but it looks like after the Olympics take place in 2021, he's going to be moving over to the uh, Pennsylvania RTC over there at UPenn. Uh, so – We've all been talking, Jack. You want to give us your take on that one? Um, 
I know he has a great relationship with Slay because Slay's been out the the springs and he's made like every world team since the beginning of time. But um, it makes you feel like I don't know. It it's cool that he's still training because that's what it seems like. It's not like he's taking a position as like a coach or something. But it makes you like it's going to be awesome to see Jordan still on the mat after this cycle. Uh, makes you wonder where his heart is though after this just because it's not like where he's been winning if it's not broken why fix it uh don't fix it or whatever whatever the saying is i think it's gonna be cool to see him and mark hall as partners like i think and uh david mcfadden all those guys all those 74 kilos i think we're gonna see a lot of progression in them um because iron sharpens iron. I'd love to see see that group get together and, and get better. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Dude, I mean, they must have some money out there at the Penn RTC, man, because that's the amount they of people. They offered me, too. That's, yeah, you were saying that. I think that's unbelievable. They got somebody backing that up pretty strong out there, but they've made a lot of big moves in a short time here, so I think that's, that's crazy. And then you bring on, you know, we already thought they made a lot of big moves, and then they bring JB on board, so I think it's it's heading in the right direction out there. So I think, you know, it's going to make it interesting, and maybe not in the next couple of years, but maybe five, ten years competing with Penn State for guys out in Pennsylvania area and stuff. Dude, the Ivy Leagues are killing it. Mm-hmm. They're they are killing it. Uh, the the age of the RTC is owned by the Ivies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the uh, owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, I want to say, I think he's a Penn graduate and has put a lot of money into the program and I'd assume maybe the RTC as well. So, yeah, yeah it's 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 going to take a bunch of money to get JB out there. But, you know, as you guys said, I'm I'm following recruiting pretty closely and you look at those guys, uh, you know, Penn already has uh, two or three studs from New Jersey that are going to be juniors this year already, uh, you know, committed to them. So I think it's only going to go up from there, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, right now, I mean, where, where do you get better partners from 57 to 84 range than those three guys right there? I mean, they're going to start bringing in some, some big name getting recruits pretty soon. Yeah, and they already got, like, Kolioko and um, their 57-pounder, what's his name? Uh, Artelona. Artelona. So, like, their their classes have already been pretty good. So, we're going to see a lot of progression in them. Yeah. So, also, um, Earl, you mentioned the owner of the 76ers. Um, I, I just made sure of it. But he, he actually wrestled at UPenn, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of wild to think that the owner of a basketball team wrestled. Yeah, I couldn't uh, remember if he did or not. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I I had read it somewhere, um, but I just I looked it up, and you know, as long as Wiki tells the truth, we're uh, we're good. But uh, yeah, got Jacob got Jacob fact checking me, man. I did. <laughs> my, my no, no, no. <laughs> I wasn't fact checking. You didn't say it. I, I I thought that you you knew, but you didn't want to say it, like commit to it and then be wrong. Yeah. This is the kind of vibe I was getting. So I was like, oh crap. Yeah. Let, me, let me make sure. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. Yeah. No, but uh, I think that's pretty cool, and um, I guess you know the the PRTC they they had a chance at Jack, they missed out, so they settled for JB. 
<laughs> JV, Mark Hall, and David McFadden. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. You gotta get what you got. You gotta get what you can get sometimes. You know, you can't get the best. You gotta settle. Exactly. Dude, Flo posted me three times yesterday, and I was like, it was on. Like that's probably more than they've ever posted about me, and. I hate it when they, like, I love it, but I hate it when they post about me because some of these comments are freaking mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> these kids are mean these days. Why, why are you going to read that stuff? Oh, yeah, dude. It's a lot. It's like these 12-year-old kids coming at your life out of nowhere. <laughs> One of them, though, I kid you not, was all nice things. And I was like, you know, this just really made my day. And then they posted me again. And then they posted me again. And I was like, oh, now there's going to be some mean things. Fair enough. <laughs> That's when you read through and you find the worst stuff and then you just comment and be like, what's up, man? <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, my older my older brothers have it. And dude, Keegan, he uh he like talks back. So <laughs> if you <laughs> like take my back in these situations and be like, Oh yeah, kid, you're like a one time Connecticut state champ. Oh, really? Really? You're gonna talk to <laughs> And I'm like, Keegan, you need to calm down. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, my, uh, my uncle gets heated. Like, he'll, he's on social media a little bit, and, and he just comes at people's life if they, like, say anything negative. And I have to, like, call him and be like, hey, don't, don't be that. <laughs> we, we don't got to go there. <laughs> it's funny. I, lo- I love it. Wrestling fans are brutal. They're brutal. I don't know if they're as bad as MMA fans, but yeah, they're getting there. Yeah. Probably, but they're a bunch of the same people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But uh, I, I saw the Jude commented on that that one flow video of you uh, with the uh, inside. Jude comment. Jude's like the first comment on all of these. Yeah. <laughs> he, he tried to take credit. Um, I gave it to him too. I know. I gave it to him. He was like, I showed you this. I was like, I know. <laughs> Something like that. So who are your practice partners right now around there? Mitch McKee was up here from like the seventh to yesterday. And so I was training with him. He's freaking strong. And he's just got a really good freestyle feel. Um, made a few world teams, junior world silver. Um, really good head pinch. Kind of keeps me honest. So it's been kind of weeding out the folk style in me. You know, just like diving in as soon as I get my hands locked, like scramble around. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of the Columbia guys are up here. Uh, Henry Sudo was up here for a couple of days. So that was fun. Um, he didn't go live or anything, but just the dude is so knowledgeable, not like not as much technical. He has like his three shots, but like his mind, his mind strength is it's out of this world. Like I wrote some notes down. I'll say one thing. One of the things he said to me, he said, um, there's like heart and then there's like ability and you want them to be like intertwined. And the reason why some, some guys that don't have the heart, but have like all the ability in the world to don't win is because their heart and their mind aren't in it. And their heart and mind is like as one. And then it's the same thing. It's like, you know, those kids on your team that work harder than everyone or almost work harder than everyone. And just, cannot win a match they just don't have the ability they just and it was like it kind of like connected the dots for a little bit and it's just he was like when you have your ability like make sure you have one thing that 
you're better than everyone else at. So like, whatever, um, whatever it may be, have that. He would he called it malice. Have that malice. Thought that was super cool. Um, yeah, he like sat down with with me and Mitch and um, a few other guys and just like talked for a couple of hours about this stuff. It was awesome. That's cool. Definitely cool. I I would have wanted to to go live with Triple C though. Oh yeah, dude, he's pretty big right now. I've got the height and the reach advantage though. <laughs> the tail of the tape. <laughs> um yeah, well, um I think we hit all the all the big movers. Um we already hit on all the Stanford stuff last time. Um but we'll uh We'll drop down and I guess we'll just start talking about this flow card a little bit. Um, I've already kind of alluded to some of it over the last couple of shows, but I believe it is set and I believe it is, it's not changing anymore. So uh, I think it'd be cool just to go through and, and give our picks on these matches um, and, you know, just what our thoughts are. So uh, I guess we'll start, we'll start from the, I, usually I, I think I'd want to like, start from the bottom and work up to the, the top match. But honestly, I think it's probably easier to pick as you're at the top. I, I don't know. Where, where do you guys want to start? You want to start with Vito, uh, Vito and, and Sammy or start with Dave Chimizo? You call it. I think we start from the bottom. I think we, we got it. All right. Yeah. Got I, think I, I think I'm not the – am I the third match now? Did, I, did we hop Fletcher Caldwell? I don't know. I, I have you a second. Oh, wow. I have two people. Dang. <laughs> hey, man. It, if I were you, I'd want to be first so I can get off the mat and sit and watch all this stuff. I don't know. I don't care. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess it doesn't matter too much. Um, so let's go. Vito versus Sammy Alvarez. I know there was like you know, kind of talking on Twitter, Sammy Alvarez apparently got back on Twitter just for the sole purpose of telling everybody that he, that first of all, he said that it was, uh, what was it, Jersey versus Russia. Um, yeah. And then also told everyone that he was going to tech Vito. I don't think so. that was a real account. No, it was. It was? Yeah. yeah he goes on flow saying that oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. He just picked a dumb username. It's okay. Like Sammy A.L. Two three eight nine seven six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So first of all, the him saying it's Jersey versus Russia, bro. Vito grew up in New York, right? So dad's dad wrestled for for Russia, but um, I don't know. What do you what are you guys thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's funny. Someone, I think Gabe Townsville quoted it and said, bro, he's from Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying at that. Yeah, I love, I love Townsville's Twitter. Yeah. He yeah, he's, <laughs> he got in a Twitter fight yesterday with Randy Miranda. But I think Vito by Techfall, yep. I mean, it, it's just hard not to. I, I don't even know, like, I don't really know who this kid is, to be honest. Yeah, I I thought he was. I saw him at the Big Ten. I thought he was a lot of fun to watch. He's real. I thought he's pretty ballsy, pretty scrappy, good scrambler. Um, I think he just matched up well with RBY. Yeah, 
He had, uh, I'm trying to think who else he wrestled. I think he. He wrestled me. Yeah. He had a good yeah. match of seven. Yeah. 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 yeah like uh, eight, eight, five or something. Yeah. What was it? Was it like dominant and then he got a last second thing? Dude, he, he's super sneaky. So, like, I got in on two, like, singles where I just felt like, oh, this is going to be an easy finish. And he did something weird that I hadn't really felt before. It took me down twice off of that, actually. And, I mean, I rode him pretty easy. And, um. He kind of gave me a scare on when he was on top because I like stood up, thought I was away, and this dude threw in a cradle last second. And I ended up catching on him on his back off of it, but he's got just like he's kind of sneaky. Like he doesn't feel strong. He doesn't he he doesn't shoot much, right? He's he's a big counter offense wrestler, but he he's got a different feel than most guys. That's what I'd say. It, it was interesting. I mean, I think he's a guy. If you feel it out once, you could do a lot better the second time. But I think first time wrestling him would be will be interesting for Beto. Yeah, for sure. That that scramble that you know they they post over and over and over again on Flow with him and RBY. Um, that was insane, man. I hope um, that happens in our match because I'm pretty sure there's a few forward rolls in there. Yeah, <laughs> a couple uh, four pointers or something. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Jack on this one, though. Even though Sammy said it his way, like, I'm going Vito Tech. Like, I don't I don't think it's a close match. I think Vito beats up on him. What weight is this at? Any ideas? No idea. No, I don't know. Because <laughs> Sammy's clearly a lot bigger. Yeah, Vito's small, man. I can't Vito's believe small and Sammy... Sammy's a big 33-pounder, and he looks a lot bigger when I saw the interview. He looked big. Yeah, so I, I, mean, thick. I think there's going to be a weight advantage, to be honest. I think that could play a factor. I think it's going to be a close match. I don't think it's a tech ball either way. I My thing is just that Vito is so good in freestyle, and we've seen it. I think, yeah. I think Vito's experience, he's going to end up winning the match, but I think it's extremely close. That's what I'm going to go with. Vito's got a freaking hit list when it comes to freestyle. Yeah, who, who's he got up there? I guess I don't know too well. Well, me. It was a couple years ago, but he beat me by a point. He beat Suriano. Um, yeah, that's right. He just beat Suriano. He, he was beaten up on picks and then lost. Yeah. He was beaten. Didn't he, he threw Spencer right away and then ended up getting beat up on. But Yeah. That whole tournament, he went off. Yeah, I think it's funny too. I haven't seen the the interview where Flo just like sat him down, but I saw the the Bader show. Vito just seems like such a nice dude. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't he's know anything funny, about yeah. him. He's hilarious. But it was funny because they said on there they're like, "Oh, did you see that Sammy came out and said he was going to tech you?" And he was like, "Oh, he did. Oh, uh, cool." <laughs> <laughs> like basically yeah, insane. Exactly, exactly how Vito is. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I didn't see that, that, but that sounds just like him. Like he was like, I, I, I'd encourage him to try. Is I think what he said. Like, <laughs> it was so nice. Like <laughs> they, they teed it up for him to to say something, you know, dramatic. I and he just try. I love it. That's my favorite type, right? You're not saying anything back at him, but that's awesome. I yeah, yeah. Earl, what you got on this one? Uh, I'm not going to go with Tech because uh, I think Seth kind of convinced me a little bit the size may be an issue, but I do think it's Vito pretty convincingly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I, I think it's – the big thing is just the, the kind of question mark with Alvarez on freestyle 
Right. We we know what Vito is. Um, we just don't know where where he is, where Alvarez is. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one, possibly the biggest match of all time. Uh, the pin RTC missed out on this gentleman. Uh, huh. Jack versus uh, RBY. That's a real cough. <laughs> <laughs> real cough. Uh, yeah. So Jack versus RBY. Um, I'm, dude, I'm stoked to watch this one. I really am. I'm so excited yeah, that it happened. Me too. I've been thinking about how it's going to go over and over and over, and I think I think it's going to be a heck of a match. You guys both just got some got some cool moves. You guys can kind of score from a lot of different positions, and I think you're you're pretty quick too yourself. So I think that that's going to neutralize a lot of uh, RBY's quickness too. So I think I think it's a good match. I think I'd say Jack's got a little bit more freestyle experience than RBY does. Um, RBY is probably I'd say slightly quicker. Uh, maybe a little more explosive, but uh, this is going to be a crazy match one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be fireworks. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, exactly what you said, man. Jack's got more experience. I've seen Jack beat up on some some really good guys, and um, I, I haven't really seen the same from RBY and Freestyle. So uh, I'm definitely going Jack. I don't know. I don't know how the score is going to fall. Uh, was it who did RBY? I think it was last year. Maybe it was two years ago. Who did he lose to at the junior trial? Uh, Jamie Jim Hernandez. Yeah, that's right. Big tag right. too. Yeah. Yeah, and tag yep. Because yeah, I think uh, he he hit that uh like he does that little uh, side headlock thing where he kind of chokes you out. I seen him hit that a few times, but besides that, he didn't do it on on top and freestyle wise. Besides that, he was just getting a lot of takedowns on guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go top. It'll be my favor. Yeah, I think it will be pretty heavily my favor. That's where what I was kind of thinking too is that when Jack gets the opportunity to get on top, I can see Jack having a lot. It's I can see Jack getting turns. I don't see RBY getting turns. Right. Um, So I think I think when Jack gets on top, it's going to be really bad for RBY. I think the real question is how many points do we think get scored during this match? We Dude, have... he said he said in his interview he'd be disappointed if we don't score at least twenty. Heck yeah, let's go! I'm down. I'm... I'd rather there just be ten points scored in the match, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you're alluding to there. <laughs> I think fifteen, maybe fifteen, is a good over/under number. Yeah, probably. Come on, Jack. You gotta what give was your a score when you wrestled Luke Pletcher? What was the score of that match? 10-0. Was it? I can't remember if it was. Yup. Let's go. Did you turn him a bunch, or was it just takedowns? It was. Uh, he shot his high C, reattack right into a lace over. Boom! Quick one. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, <laughs> I just got attacked. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of here, yo. That just happened. Yeah, that was crazy. That bracket was so whack. They had Gomez the one seed. No, they had Vito the one seed, Fletcher the two, Gomez the three, and me the four. And I was like fresh off being an All-American. And none of the other three had been All-American. So I didn't understand how I got the four seed. And so I lost to Vito in the semis. And then Fletcher got upset first round because he was cutting his 
balls off. And it was the first time he made 33 because he was at 41 that year. And so Gomez got like nobody into the finals. Gomez and Vito wrestled 10 minutes after our match. And it was like 8-7, came down to the last move. Um, and I didn't get his knee down. And so Vito like got up by seven, gasped, loses the match. And v- or Gomez makes the finals against Mitch McKee. And then takes a match, too. Yeah, yeah, because Mitch teched him in the first match. Like, it looked like, oh, this is going to be easy for Mitch. Yeah. And then Gomez won the second one. And then he said the third one was, like, he was down, like, 4-6-0. And then came back and won. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I I think you guys just need to get there and you need to tell the flow guys, look, these first two matches, we're just going to do a round robin. Just everybody wrestled. I had not been training for that. Oh. <laughs> I'm not ready for three matches. Especially a Jack versus Vito match. I'm here for that. So badly. I want to see that one, too. Um, Dude, I thought he was going to be so strong when we wrestled last, and he was, like, not. And it, like, took me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I wrestled him a little bit out at the training center. And he kind of pick and shoot. He's really, like, he goes, like, in, in short spurts. So, like, he'll kind of be not feel like he's doing it, and then boom, he'll hit something. Yeah, he'll put you to sleep. Yeah. He'll put you to sleep, and then bang! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I think Spencer just kept it, kept on him the whole time, didn't really give him space to really do that. And I think that was kind of why Spencer took it to him. Yeah. yeah. What about the next one? Uh, Pleasure versus Darian Caldwell. I don't know if you guys saw those interviews with uh, Caldwell, but those were fun. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because, like, what is Darian's shape? How much wrestling has he been doing while doing MMA? I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's a tough one. Um, I always tend to favorite the guy that's actually been full-time wrestling. So I'll probably that's give – I said. Yeah, I'll probably give Fletcher a slight, slight edge. But, I mean, Darian's a gamer, and I think he's, he's got, got a pretty good chance in the match at least unlike a lot of the wrestling MMA matches. About uh, Caldwell's comment of 99.9% there will be a splatal in this match. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I do not see that <laughs> happening because Pletcher shoots a high crotch and that's and basically he's like he's like a stump. Yeah. yeah. He's I can, I, I'll go the other way and say I bet you there's a 99% chance we don't see a splatal in this match. <laughs> <laughs> He, he will straight up bait people. Like, he will just throw that leg out there, turn his hip, and just ask you to take it. But, yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> don't take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's going to be fun, though. I can, I can definitely see Caldwell coming out and just throwing the kitchen sink for, like, a minute and then Pletcher beating up on him. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the conditioning definitely is going to be a thing. And it, it's, it's weird to talk about that. Like we, we talk about, oh, wrestling conditioning is so much harder than MMA, and it is. But how much can we differentiate that right now with like how hard it is for people to, to work out in the first place? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I don't know like how much better Pletcher, how much better shape Pletcher is going to be in than Caldwell. I mean, I would assume probably a little bit, but um, you don't, I mean, with this whole COVID situation, we don't know how much these guys have been practicing. So, 
that that should definitely be taken into consideration. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm going Pletcher. Uh, I think, like I said, Caldwell throws a bunch of crazy stuff at him, but yeah, I think Pletcher hangs in for the long haul and takes the win. What about everybody else? Got Pletcher? Yeah, Pletcher. Yeah. Nobody's picking the wolf. No, he, he'll have some flashes. He'll 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 do a couple things, but uh, he's dangerous for sure. But if he ain't getting a pen or attack in the first, like he said, if first minute or so, yeah, it's over. He also said he was going to pin him. Like I'm going to pin him. I think he knows that that's his. Is what he's got to do to win the match. Yeah. Um, if he does, I will not be super surprised. But I, I just, I, I think Pletcher just keeps such good position that I don't know. I don't see him getting pinned. Yeah, um, I can definitely see it being kind of like uh, J.B. Askren was, though, where he's, like, really hyped up, and then, you know, you just kind of it, – it's really one-sided for the, the guy that's wrestling, like I said. Well, Askren said on the mat, keep it going, or something like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he got doubled straight to his back and waist a couple times. He goes, keep it going. Yeah. So, I don't know if it'll be like that, but – I don't know if you remember uh, backstage, Jack, uh, just watching the two because it was funny because, you know, Askren's just sitting there on his phone the whole time looking at Twitter and, you know, messing around and, like, JB's sitting there, like, intense and, like, you know, he, he's treating it's like the job. biggest man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's his job. And <laughs> Askren's just like, ah, let's go out there. Yeah. Dude, after Askren comes back off the, the hip surgery, I we need to have Caldwell Askren that I, I don't know maybe i'm crazy i, I want to see that that's a pretty big size difference <laughs> yeah ah, whatever you can call those words the aspirin's ever going to compete again yeah boy yes. can dream yeah <laughs> those styles would be fun to watch that's what i'm saying yeah um you think caldwell's worried about the weight difference i mean i wouldn't really love it <laughs> <laughs> A big weight difference. Yeah. Your nickname's not the wolf. Because Askren, when he I don't have a nickname. Massive. No nickname, Jack. I called you call. the Jack Pack in the, the text, but you know you don't ever get on there. So don't even talk to me. Is Seth in that group text? I think Seth's in that group text. But Seth yeah. has always been the same person was to from the start. Shameless plug his RTC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. The difference is Seth has been the same person from the entire from the start, right? Yeah, you're okay. hit or miss, man. <laughs> I get on there and it's like I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. That's why most of the time like I'll log on, there's like 87 messages and I don't know where to start or where to go. And then I'm like, uh they get I, fired off. Do, 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 do. And then I'm I off. even tried super hard to get Seth back in. When I put the uh, the two emojis in there, we were talking about whatever we we're talking about, and I put a chicken and a leg. Hope <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not see that. <laughs> I yeah. got I got my comment in the other yeah, day. If I saw that, Jack, you you really are probably going to do that on every post from now on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you made a mistake. I got those sweatpants it. on for a reason, dude. Yeah, uh, but we got. Two more matches on this card. Um, the the 
uh, what's his name? David Taylor. David Taylor now has a new opponent. Uh, he's going to be wrestling uh, Miles Martin. So what do you guys think about the new matchup? And, like, I mean, yeah, I guess first, what do you think about the new matchup? Um, I think that, I mean, obviously David Taylor's got, I think he's going to end up getting a tech at some point in the match. I think that maybe Miles will squeak a couple points early in the match, but his David Taylor's pace and length, and I think he, he, he's been getting ready for this match, and I don't know if Miles has as much, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Jack saw it when they, when they put it out. I had to retweet it and put, you know, thank God Flo uh, decided to give us a match that's actually going to be competitive. Was um, that sarcastic? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sarcasm. It's sarcasm because, you know, you know. It's hard to find a match for David Taylor, though. You well, know? Like, who is he really going to wrestle and be competitive with? Zahid. Mm-hmm. No, he's going to smoke Zahid, dude. Bro, did you watch him and Zahid wrestle? The last few times, dude, they wrestled when Zahid was young, and David Taylor, I think, won the world championships that year. Zahid was up like six to two going into the second period, and obviously Zahid just ain't got the shape to hang with him. But dude, he went out there and freaking took him down two, three times, and that was out. That was out at the Sprint Grand Prix in Spain one year. So I, I, I remember watching them in practice. I mean, think about think about what I mean. Zahid was competitive with Dake. Yeah, but like kind of competitive with Dake. There was never a moment where it was like, oh my gosh, Zahid's gonna win. It was like a four zero competitive with Dake. Well and what I meant with my comment was like I, I wasn't in any way like throwing shade Imar or uh Mymar's way, because like what I was more saying was this is a way better matchup than just watching Downey get ragdolled for, you know six minutes or however long they're out there um at least at least miles has has the uh, opportunity to score points if you ask me i didn't see pat downey scoring anything yeah but no one really cared if he was going to score points it's just the match we wanted because we wanted to see pat downey get shut up it's true he got shut up but uh he he shut himself up he got canceled (laughs) um oh gosh I don't know. I think – I feel bad for Miles, man. People were getting at him. Were they really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Just like, this is the wrong matchup. Oh, really? we women's matches and all gave us this or something like that. And I – I um, what did I do? I, I retweeted something that, that were out there. his dad's a really cool guy. Well, first of all, uh, people need to realize that they can't just, like, get whoever the heck they want right like it it doesn't work out for some people not everybody's going to drop their entire life and, and fly out there and wrestle you know what i mean so david taylor right so this is what his dad tweeted he he said i've read some critical post of flo extending an offer to miles or to miles to wrestle taylor next week however blessing come to bless people uh another opportunity to compete, get better, and get paid. Obviously, Taylor had a say in the matter. So glad God is not a, a man, not like man. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like what I'm saying is that... It was just like, my, it was just wrestling fans right now are just terrible, man. 
It's yeah. like hop off his back. He's going to go wrestle number one, number two, number three pound for pound wrestler in the world. Like kudos to him to go and do it. I just think there's no there's no middle ground with people nowadays. It's either they hate it or they love it. It's freaking ridiculous. It pisses me off. And like you know dude I mean? was down for it too. You know, like when it came out and that they were looking for a new opponent, he was like, "Me, I'm in." You know, like you you should love that as a wrestling fan. Anybody just throwing their hat in the ring with, like you said, one of the best dudes in the world. Yeah. Um, or what were I you mean, saying? No, I just I mean it's it's a great matchup. Like, you know. Okay, maybe Deering or maybe Zahid. Those may be the only other real better matchups, you know, domestically that you're going to find. So, Isn't Miles rank like eighth in the world or something like yeah, that? Yeah, because he has yeah. a win over Deringer. Yeah, yeah, that's what bumped him up to eight. Yeah, so. And also, people like, it kills me, people hating on him. Because, for one, you think that Flo didn't reach out to all of those guys, right? I guarantee Flo tried to contact or contacted Zahid, Daringer, all those dudes, and who was the one that stepped up and was wanting to do it, you know? Like, I mean, you look at it, that gives you, there's six other people in the world that would be better options than Miles. Yeah, and he took it on eight days' notice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I took it on eight days' notice, I would not be in shape at all. Like, I'm not going to be in, in the best shape of my life, obviously, um, but – like I would be in real trouble. <laughs> like I would, I don't know if I'd be able to make it six minutes. So sure. that's super impressive. Like just, ah, oh gosh, dude, this stuff that just driving me insane. It's driving me insane. Yeah. Well, we don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole, but uh, how about? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna have time for our debate today now. Might not. I, I could probably. I can go longer. It'd be all right. Um, what debate? We're we're gonna get into the goat debate oh, if yeah. everybody's still ready. Um, I guess we'll we'll just move on. We'll hit that last match on the flow card, and then we'll get to it. Um, yeah, we've talked about this one a little bit, so we can kind of. Yeah, Dave Chimizo. Um, yeah. What do you guys got? because of size advantage I think it's going to be not a high scoring match because they're both defensive wrestlers I don't know I'm, I mean maybe Chimizo sneaks a takedown or two but Dake wins it I think handily I think it ends up being something like the Zahid Dake matches how much of a size advantage though do you think there is because I know that I, I heard that Chimizo was walking around at like 77 78 yeah but you can tell he's puffy man he he He's not, you know, I don't know. I don't think he's a full-size 79. Well, also, we've heard a lot about Dake not being full-size 79. Like, a lot of people have said that even at the World Championships, he kind of was a little underweight. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know. But that's what I've heard from a lot of of different places. So, I don't know. I mean, I think he's definitely bigger, right? But the question is how much. But – I know Jack's got the uh, the opposite viewpoint on this one. So what what do you think about it? Yeah, well, Frankie's my teammate now, so um, you know, I, I I get to see him wrestle, and it's just dude, this guy moves with such grace and like it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable the actions he takes when he wrestles. So 
it's like I'll be sitting there watching him. And though right now he's practicing at a different time, like sometimes. Like he goes in in the morning. I like going in the afternoon. Um, but I'll go in and just watch him. Just <laughs> just sit there and watch his practice. And uh, the things I learn, the, the movements he does, it's really, really cool. Um, Nestor Tafur said um, he thinks that Frankie's training harder for this match than he was for the World Championship, just more locked in. And so I think that, I mean, it seems like he's working out two, three times a day, every day, pretty much. Um, to be fair with that, like you're saying maybe training harder than he did for the World Championships. While this isn't a world championship, this is, you know, basically like like skipping to the finals, you know? Like this is a possible finals. A possible final, right? Obviously you got, you know, Sidikoff and, and Burroughs could be there for the US, who knows? Could be Burroughs or Dake, but like this is definitely a match that could be the world final. So Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh it's gonna be interesting. I think that it will come down to a couple positions. Really excited to see these guys go at it. Yeah. Who you got, Earl? Yeah, man, I'd, I'd love to be able to just watch Chimizo on a day-in, day basis and practice like that. That would be amazing. But, uh, yeah, I think it will be a low-scoring match, uh, both kind of defensive uh, counter guys. Um, I don't know. I'll go 4-3 Dake. Yeah. I'm just – I'm not picking against Dake, man. I'm not – Last two years watching him just run through everybody, I I gotta see him lose okay, again. JB, he has not wrestled JB in the last two years. Yeah, uh, but JB's taking him out. We could debate that one. Yeah, and we'll, we'll debate that one later. It's not happening. I'm glad that we're on different sides. Uh, Dake's gonna win that one, but uh, we'll talk about that one later. He's one and seven against Bros, and we're just so like I think. Dake's going to win. Nope. Oh, yeah. this is good. This is good. I think good. Dake's going to beat Burroughs. I, I don't know. I'm excited to see this match because I think it will give me a better insight into who's actually going to win this match because they don't really have common opponents right now at 74. Yeah, I mean, ah, dude, I... I'll have to have to study up a little bit to have have better points and not just be yelling to be yelling, um, but uh, we definitely need to to hit on that topic for sure. Um, but do you guys want to just go ahead and roll into this this kind of debate that we're gonna have here? Yeah. Or, or conversation. This, this topic. I freaking like commented on Chimizo's post, and some dude goes. Uh, what did he say? He said, root for your own country, but what the hell do I know? Or something like that. And he spelled root, like, uh, like root 66. And I, I was just like, oh, I know what you don't know. <laughs> and I like really wanted to comment back. <laughs> that's, where, that's where you only comment back and just spell root correctly with little asterisks. That's it. Root. Yeah, dude, I'm like so close to breaking and commenting on uh, people's stuff, man. Yeah. If you're out there, keep pushing my buttons. We'll see. You might be the first one to get blown up on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we know spelling pisses you off. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stalk Jack on all social media and just comment below with spelling everything wrong. 
<laughs> see how long it takes from the break. Oh, I'm going to make good. different accounts so he doesn't know it's me. It's going to be great. All uh, right. But yeah, we'll, we'll just go ahead and get into this thing. Um, so it, when I originally put it out yesterday, I, I said the goat debate and a lot of people or, or most people kind of immediately go to kale dick, right? Those are the two that, that immediately pop up when people talk about the goat and we're talking about college wrestling, right? I'm not yeah. talking about after college. I'm not talking about before I'm talking about their college career, right? Who was the best college wrestler of all time. And so those are the two guys that I, that I put out there and that get brought up, but there's been several other names thrown in the hat too. So I'm interested to hear. And even one, uh, Seth's got one he's going to throw out today that it wasn't even mentioned in our, our Twitter. Well, it was mentioned very briefly in our Twitter uh, comments yesterday. Um, but I'm yeah, interested hey. if here, listen to this first. Um, do y'all want to go around and kind of say who we think first just briefly and then we'll get into it more or what do we want to do? I can say who I think is not. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think Kyle Dakes maybe fourth or fifth on the list. Whoa. Drop your top five. Drop your top five. Drop your top uh, five. Drop my top <laughs> five. So I, I got no order for these first three, but first three I think are Kale, Utaki, and Dan Hodge. And then fourth, I, I'd, throw, I'd throw Dan Gable up against Dake to be a competitive caller. What about Lee Kemp? What's that? Lee Kemp. Uh, what's his career stats? Three-time three NCAA champ, and the one time he lost was his freshman year. And so what happened, it was like the most controversial thing ever. So it was like, if there's no like, oh man, what was it? They like got to choose about it uh, going into overtime or something, or it went into overtime, and then the refs chose who won or something like yeah, they that. They used to do that. That's how so Kurt Angle chose won the other guy. championships. But yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, Lee Kemp's wow. gonna be in there. What's his career record? You know, I think that was like one of the only ones he lost. Let me look yeah. this up. Lincoln McElroy, the only lost one. But I, I mean, I think it's impressive that he did it at four different weights. But at the end of the day, he was of size for those weight classes. I don't think that he was at a disadvantage when he wrestled any of those weights. I don't think that it was like, wow, he's. He's a 141 pounder going up every year. I think it was this dude grew. He put on muscle. He's a 79 kilo guy that's fully filled out at 79 kilos. So I don't think that, I mean, I think it's cool. It's interesting. It's unique. He's the only guy that's done that. But I don't think at the end of the day that that's a huge part of the argument. Lee Kemp lost one time and it was because of the split decision in the NCAA finals. No way. Yeah. No way. So he, he's in the combo too then, man. That's crazy. You so, got to think, like, man, it's it's also like 1970s. So yeah. you might you might think that there's some, you know, yeah, immoral exactly. people in there. Yeah. Who's the other one? Um, who's the guy that wrestled for, for Iowa? There was two brothers. Is it Panic Brothers? No. Um, TJ and Joe th Williams? Yes, uh, there we go. Um, that's another one. Yeah, TJ um, has the highest winning percentage in uh, Iowa history. Because TJ and Lincoln both only lost one match in their college careers. Was TJ Williams the guy that went to Midlands, like, 
10 years straight. That was like Joe. That. Joe, he won the Midlands 10 times. I was looking at the program, and it was like records of who's won the most Midlands titles. It was like 10. Bono's <laughs> up there. <laughs> yeah. Bono went there so many times. He wrestled <laughs> there when he was a coach at Chattanooga. Head yeah. coach, he won it. Sunkissed kids have like a team title <laughs> at Midlands. Dude, Seth, I think we should put together a squad. Dude, let's ten, go, dude. I'm in. I already told. I'm already. If, if Midlands was happening this year, I'd be there. Dude, what, let's freaking do it. I'll go 25. Go 33. We'll get, yeah, yeah. We'll get guys together. I'll tweet That's, it. Uh, Askren, when he had that podcast with Tommy Rollins, they were talking about getting a team of, uh, you know, all like over 30 guys, you know, <laughs> their caliber. But uh, it never ended up happening. But I know, like, Hayeswinkle, Simmons, Herbert, they were all talking about doing it. That would be awesome. So fun. And, I mean, and it's good good dudes to wrestle out there. Yeah. That would be a blast, man. We could, like, make our own singlets or something. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Count me in on that. That would be a blast. But back, back to the argument. Anyway, who, who do you guys pick, number one? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is let's go through real quick. I mean, we got a say, list of a ton of guys, but what, what's your guys' thoughts on who who's up there? I'm Dick. Oh You're my gosh, Dick? dude! Are you kidding? I just want to like. You got he has his last two losses in college were to Kevin Lavalley and Donnie Vinson. You know, no disrespect to those guys, but it's not, not yeah. the same. If it was like Jordan Oliver aware. or the guys that he, he wasn't that dominant, like he didn't, bro, you, okay. I, I, I honestly, I, I might lean towards Dan Hodge. This dude pinned 80% of the dudes throughout his college career in his I'm look at NCAA titles. He pinned, he won all, all matches by pin, right? It, it wasn't like he, he had some close ones at NCAAs. He pinned the dudes every time in the finals unbelievable he didn't get taken down in college how how, how 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 can you get better than that so what was so you're gonna say Dake's better than that yeah i am uh, what's um, your argument for that dude all right so here's my argument and my argument is the same as it would have been with with kale um is obviously going undefeated is unreal right absolutely unreal not something how you know, they couldn't do yeah <laughs> Um, but once again, like I said on, on Twitter last night, um, my, my deal with Dake is first of all, there, there's two things that we talk about with him. And the first one is obviously the, the moving up in weight classes. Not that I don't think that there was a size advantage. I agree with you that, that he was a full size on each of those and he moved up. Um, but I think that there's a very wide breadth of, of athletes that he had to go against moving up every year. Right. Well, I- so that is incredible to me is that it's one thing to stay in the same weight for four years and beat up on the same dudes over and over again, but he beat up on half the NCAA field for four years, um, you know, over those, those four years, he, um, I'm losing, I'm losing my thoughts here, but yeah, moving up every year. The other thing that was really important to me is the, the level of competition that Dick mm-hmm. faced. Um, and I think Earl, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're going against me or if you're, if I'm hitting, hitting home. Um, but the competition that he faced, if you look at purely the finals, right. And we could talk about all okay, of purely other... the finals outside of David Taylor. Go. No, not outside of David Taylor. <laughs> David Taylor is there. Um, <laughs> so, Taylor a few times. So, no, no, no. 
so and again i can get into other guys because there's other dudes right but if you right, just look at the finals if you though. just look at the finals right he wrestled montel marion freshman year he was uh a two-time finalist right he didn't ever win it but he won he was in the finals twice um frank molinero was in the finals twice won one uh same with, with Derek St. John in the finals twice, won one. And then David Taylor in the finals four times and won two of them. So that is a total of 10 finals appearances from the people he wrestled and five national, five, four national titles, four national titles, 10 title appearances just out of the people he wrestled. If you look at Kale, the oh, guys that, mm -mm. I, 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 yeah, I'm going to get into it. If you look oh, at Kale. I, I got you on this one. Yeah, go, you, go for you, it. You need to do some research, Jacob. All right, so so I, I went a little deeper than just the finals. Freshman <laughs> freshman year for I'm Kale. Uh, okay, freshman year for Kale. Quarterfinals pins Andy Robat, Olympian. Semis pins Brad Varian, Varing, two-time Olympian, world silver medalist, national champion. The next year, finals Brandon Agum, who was a world silver medalist two years after that. That's just freshman year. We can go to sophomore year, Tex Rob Roan, who is a national champion the next year. I, the uh, semi uh, asterisk. Se okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not the strongest, but uh, semi <laughs> semis, Brandon Eggum again, uh, 16 to 5. Virtus Jones, West Virginia in the finals, two time finalist. Greg Jones, his older brother. Uh, next year, beats Cormier in the finals. He's two-time Olympian world bronze medalist. Uh, Tex Jessman Smith, who was a two-time All-American, one seed a couple years later. And then, uh, you know, senior year, John Trenge, who won the tournament for us. Uh, so to, to say he didn't beat anybody is... And his his level of dominance doing it was yeah. 10 times better than Dave. Do, Dave do you think Kale has like a flu game? Like, there's one of those matches where he was, like, torn ACL, kicked the crap out of some dude. Like, he's got to have, like, one where he's, like, banged up pretty right. bad and was, like – his, his One of his closest matches ever was uh, against Damian Hahn. I think Hahn's freshman year, and uh, he ended up beating him. Hahn was fifth that year and uh, got upset in the first round of NCAAs. He told me that he was kind of looking ahead to that match. I think it was supposed to be in the – the quarters or semis but yeah han pushed him i think his junior year i'm gonna ask him i'm gonna be like hey do you have a flu game <laughs> you're be like what <laughs> you know like so, a flu game, like a like a goat like really really tough match where you were not feeling nearly like a hundred percent and then i want to hear the story but if he doesn't say anything back it's gonna be embarrassing so that's fine <laughs> so hold up, I gotta clear the air because Earl tried to basically throw in there that I think that Kale didn't wrestle anybody, right? I absolutely think that he wrestled <laughs> great competition as well. I just think that Dake's competition was on a different level. Um, and and yeah, no. Once again, um, this conversation is on the best college wrestler of all time, right? So we're talking about college accolades and like yeah we can talk about this stuff after that's fine we can bring that in we can bring up uh you know world champ david taylor into the mix yeah but um, how many what, world medalists did we just go over that kale beat in his time one david world i'll the take the world champ i'll take the world champ that he bumped up a weight class and just 
for the sole purpose of beating said world champ. He didn't have to go up again. And he did. And it was, yeah, partially because he wanted four different weight classes, but he said in several interviews, like I wanted to beat him. Like I wanted, I wanted to put an exclamation. Like I said, if he looked undersized and he was little doing this, he looked this full same size as David Taylor every time they wrestled. So I don't think the weight has anything to do with it. He committed to going up, though. He probably will ever do again, but I got Dake down at, like, five or something. There is an argument for Steber to be better than Dake, I think. That's what I was – dude, I Jack, was looking shut at your mouth. hit list, dude. He's got four Big Ten championships. Only Big Ten guy to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And three career losses. One to Zane Rutherford. One to – I can't remember who the other two are. I think I think my number one's Kale, and I think it's just like the no blemishes is is pretty freaking impressive because I guarantee you he has a flu game in there. And I mean, yeah. like look looking at a guy like say Jason Nolf's career, he has a loss to Van Brill because he had that injury. Like I, I know you two guys can can attest to just some freak thing happen and you lose in a match because of injury like Kale my last have, one yeah my last one i was almost in the hospital like three days before with food poisoning Jeez. it was like a terrible weight cut i was cramping everywhere it was like borderline just weighing and and don't wrestle and then i wrestled and ate like first match was fine and then next match i was like just struggling man i just felt super weak and so i lost and that's like the last match of my freaking NCAA career. It's so ridiculous. But, you know, like just stuff like that, it's just terrible. NCAA semis, I had a jacked up ankle, you know. I hear a lot of excuses, Jack. Lots of excuses. I'm full of <laughs> BS excuses. Um, I would have won all those matches, Jack. Just guaranteed. Yeah, I, think, I think the level of dominance by Kale, Dan Hodge, and, and Utaki too. I mean, they were all dominant. They, yeah, they didn't have yeah. outside yeah. of maybe a match or two. I don't think they had anybody that was even close to beating them. Like I said, Dan Hodge didn't get taken down in his college career. I think that's a stat that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. talk about uh, Utaki, um, three-time national champion. You know, no losses. He was a guy that couldn't compete as a freshman. Um, two-time OW. Uh, two-time gold medalist. Uh, one of them was during his college career. Um, I think he had one takedown he gave up. And uh, I saw from what Jason Bryant said on Twitter that they changed the rules takedown-wise yeah, because, because of him. And he was, you know, take him down, let him up guy. So, um, you know, I can't really speak that intelligently on Utaki just because he competed during the 60s and there's not much out there on him. Yeah, but, his you know, coach said – or sorry, Earl, I interrupted you. What were you saying? No, just that if you talk to any kind of old-school Oklahoma people, you know, that's the guy that they're saying, you know, more so than John Smith, you know, that that's the best of Oklahoma State. Yeah, his coach said, I don't know how good he was because I never saw him challenged. And, and we got texted that they changed the rules. So after the first takedown – it was like one point takedowns. That's insane. So what, it was a zero point escape then, or you just? I don't know. I don't know. I just know after, what did they say? What, uh, was it on Take Twitter? Take him down, let him go, but you don't, you're not gaining any, any points on the dude. 
You only get one point for a takedown, so you're getting like the same amount for an escape, I guess. I don't know. So that's uh, wild. I, I want to clarify real quick. All right, Seth, Dan Hodge. All right, I got Kyle Dake, and then Earl and Jack are both Kale. Is that right? Yeah. Wait, Seth went Dan Hodge as the goat? Yep. That... Oh, my gosh. Bro, <laughs> tell me an argument where it's not Dan Hodge, dude. I mean, I, I can't, He's I can't really say no. Guy, but... Yeah, I mean, I can't really say anything against him, per se. 19 or 46 and 0 throughout college, 36 falls, never allowed a single takedown, three time Big Seven Conference champ, three time NCAA champ, two time outstanding wrestler at NCAAs, and then he went on to make two Olympic teams, won a silver medal. But I don't know, I think he's the only dude to ever not get taken down throughout his entire college career. Wait, did he, did he have a loss? Nope. No. That was when you couldn't wrestle as a freshman. 46-0 with 36 career pins. 38 career pins. Oh, well, I'm looking at Flo. They say No, yeah, 36, my bad. Yeah, 46-0, 36 pins. But was there a Kevin LaValle back then? Yeah, and I read he beat – Dude, he – like, so this dude, uh, Ned Blass from Oklahoma State, was a two-time NCAA champ. He pinned him twice. Uh, Jim Gregson was an NCAA champ that he beat, pinned him. So basically, I mean, this dude pinned everybody he wrestled. I don't know what he was doing. I would love to watch what Dan Hodge did. But he was pinning everybody. Like, it was just expected. So 80% of the time you step on the mat, it's a pin. Never got taken down. I don't know. I think that's unreal. I think they all got something that they might have done a little better than each other. But I think, yeah, I'm going Dan Hodge. All right. I, I got to hear, though, especially Earl, because you're, you're making faces when I was saying it. Yeah, uh, what do you guys think about Kyle Dake? You know, when he's moving up for weight classes, the four different, like the opponents, right? Mm-hmm. He has a w- way, way, way wider breadth of opponents than any of these other dudes did, right? Because there's, there's something to be said, especially in college, where these dudes are are these are men, right? They're not usually changing weight classes like crazy like kids in high school like Zahid Valencia started off at 106 and ends up at like 170 or whatever his senior year yeah so (laughs) like people aren't doing that in college generally these guys are staying the same so you know if you're in 125 or I guess 125 is probably bad but if you're in like you know the weight classes he was in 41 49 all those like these guys are generally there or like right around there for the entire four years so he had four times you know, the amount of opponents in, in my eyes than other people generally do. What are you guys' thoughts on that? No, I mean, I, th- I think he definitely has maybe the most unique career in, in college wrestling with the feats that he's had. And, yeah, I mean, there, there's more different guys that could beat him. Um, you know, my argument against him also, there, there's a bunch of guys hypothetically that and it's maybe a different argument that, that could have beaten him at some point. You know, Seth mentioned – uh, Darian Caldwell he you know I would have taken Caldwell against him um, you know there's a lot of kind of what ifs uh, Nick Gallick his freshman year got injured and couldn't finish uh, his career he was a third place guy the year before um, highest returner maybe could have beat him I don't know um, you know if Lance Palmer red shirts and then he's a senior in 2011 I, I like Lance Palmer against him you know that's maybe not the argument but 
and 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 I think my biggest thing against Dake is that he was not dominant like the other guys that we were talking about. He just wasn't like he found a way to win when he needed to win, but he he didn't dominate guys. And I think that you got to take that into factor. Yeah, maybe he had one or two guys that were really really good that maybe he wasn't going to dominate, but he wasn't even dominating the middle of the road guys. It was still you know maybe six two matches, eight two matches, things like that. It was never he's going out there, it's going to be a pin. He's going out there, it's going to be tons of points on the board. It was always, yeah, he's going to win, but. Well, I'll, for that, that point, I'll argue you're like, people have different definitions of dominance, right? So like, no, he wasn't the guy that was Dan Hodge, David Taylor, you know, pin and tech and everybody. But I think, you know, especially both you guys wrestled at the D1 level. I mean, a 6-2 win sometimes is pretty damn dominant. But yeah. not like what these other guys are doing at all. I'll go, but even if you want to go into that conversation, we can go back to the the level of competition, right? He he had a few guys. He named a few guys, but outside of that, his level of competition wasn't like insane. I'm saying when he wrestled middle of the road guys, it wasn't like he was tearing them apart, pinning them, putting up a million. Like he just wasn't. I like uh, Stever's hit list more than Dake. An, another thing I'll say on Kale's behalf, um, especially in his era, um, you didn't see upper weight guys as freshmen just jump in and you know win titles. And especially in that era, you, if freshmen did it, it was more at the lower weights, not 184, 197 type guys. Yeah. Um, and Earl, maybe you can help me out a little bit with this one, but I, I do think it's worth it throwing in um, – TJ and, and McElravey into this conversation, at least to, to be mentioned, if not anything else. Um, because, that I mean, having one loss in college is incredible as well, especially the level of dominance those two dudes had. So um, do you, were you watching around that time? Can you give us anything on those guys? I mean, there, there wasn't and still isn't much available as far as those guys go. McElravey had three losses in his career. Three? Yeah. Yep. So. The Lee Kemp, I guess, would be the other big Lee one Kemp. to talk about. Yeah, we, yeah. Anybody know a little bit more about Lee? Um, I mean, 110 and one. Split decision. Yeah. He actually he actually just signed to uh, Constant Pressure, the same place I signed with. Yeah. I think Zane's got uh, just as much as like a conversation as McElravey. Yeah, dude, I've been interrupting Earl this whole show. I'm sorry. No, no, you didn't. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Jacob, now that now that hopefully you've realized that we've talked some sense into you, can you for once just kind of backtrack and say, "Hey, I'm wrong." I, I will not, and I will never do that. That is not who I am. Why did you um, go about it that way? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I still disagree. I just, I think people put different value on different things, right? I mean. Uh, Your only it, value is that his competition was tougher. And that there was a much wider, uh, you know, breadth of competition there. I mean, he wrestled, literally, he wrestled in almost half of the NCAA weights, Right and was the top dog in every single one of them um he beat dude that like i it's really like it's hard to get past also that 
the resume in the finals, the finals opponents. I mean, the, he wasn't getting in there wrestling guys that had just made their first NCAA final every time, right? He was beaten up on some of the best dudes of that era. So, I mean, I mean, it, it's also something to be said that, you know, David Taylor, we look at as possibly the best Penn State wrestler of all time. Um, one of the best wrestlers in the last, you know, however many years you want to talk about. And I mean, can you ever say that you you thought Taylor was going to win the match? You know, even when Taylor got that first takedown right at the beginning, I, I think still a lot thought of people thought Taylor win. was going to win the match. Yeah, I think, I think the majority picked him. <laughs> I think a ton of people did. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. how many times did they wrestle before that match, and how many times did, did Taylor win? They they I wrestled twice. I was I was, a, I was a David Taylor fan. I voted for him every time. I thought he was going to win, and then Dake found a way. But Dake beat him every time. He did. I, your argument was that nobody thought he was going to lose. That was a very small piece of my argument. <laughs> very small piece. Um, I I think it's Dake, dude. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody's got their their different opinions, and um, we'll average it out. What what do you guys got Dake ranked, Jack and Earl? I think I've got him at four or five right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm really trying to formulate a good – Probably four. Uh, probably four. It's right, hard to go against – Five, the four, a four, and a one. So he's maybe – maybe we'll give him like a 3.4 or something ranking. I think <laughs> one is Kale. <laughs> two is Utake. <laughs> three – I mean, it's like uh, – why, why? I guess the argument, why, why Utake over Hodge, though? More matches. They both both three time champs. I mean, I think Hodge is a little bit more dominant. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be like, it's hard to think like them being very good in the '60s and the '50s. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's a big reason why he pinned so many dudes is because he was probably just more. I mean, he just well, probably did something different. And I'm I mean, I wish I could talk to people because I bet you that Dan Hodge is somebody who kind of revolutionized wrestling and kind of like Ben Askren did. I bet he's kind of, you know, the guy in that. The MVP awards after him, so. Yeah, so I think. I can get behind Hodge being the two and Utake being the three. I got Utake with the gold medal while he's still in college. That's pretty insane. That's wild, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go him two, Hodge three. Yeah, I do Not think sure. I think Hodge got silver while he was in college, if I if I if I remember correctly, but didn't get the gold. Maybe Steber, uh, no, maybe Gable, uh, Dake in that four or five. Yeah, it's, I would like to you know look at Steber versus Dake because I think Steber might be four for me with the wins he had in the. Final. Yeah, it's some crazy wins. His. His career, and again, maybe this is a different discussion, but I, I'm interested to see how it would have played out because he wrestled his true freshman year at 25, then broke his hand in Vegas, and he lost a couple matches there, then ended up getting that uh, redshirt season. So, um, you know, he was probably cutting a lot of weight that year. I'd, I'd like to see how that would have played out if he still would have. Do we know who, who were his three losses? Um. Oh. Uh, Steber and Vegas in would be the 2010 Vegas tournament. Um, who, whoever it was, it's it's not gonna 
I don't know, look like all time greats, I'll say. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm looking it up. Are you talking about his uh, Vegas losses or his actual real losses? His actual real losses. Um, yeah, I know Zane was I one. Think, I, think, I think Oliver got him his freshman year. Yeah, yep, yep that's one. And uh, shoot. I mean, Zane, Zane and Oliver, are, I don't know who the third is, but put them up against Lavalley and <laughs> Bailey and those other dudes. I think those are much better losses when we look at that aspect. What do you know? The open mat has – oh, no, it's 404 not found. Oh, uh, It's what? It's, like, not found. <laughs> it's uh, on the open mat, but it's just not found. I can tell you the champ was, though, probably. Robles. Robles won it at 25. Hmm. Oh, dang, man. I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this. I'm just man. It's so hard for me. It's yeah, so I know hard. You're stubborn, man. You're stubborn. I'm, you're no boy on a guy, and it's hard for you to change your mind. It, my like, I appreciate the crap out of the undefeated seasons from these guys, right? Obviously, that's insane, and that's just like near impossible to do. Um, I, I just when I weigh. An undefeated season versus just the level of competition, man. Dude, this is the LeBron MJ debate. I can't it's get like past it. LeBron made so many finals, but MJ was undefeated in the finals. Okay, I got I got Steber's uh, Vegas yeah. tournament from that. Truth How'd you find it? Uh, magic, magic. <laughs> the wizard strikes again. He. Uh, he lost to Gerard Patterson or Jared Patterson from Oklahoma in the semis, 2-1. Loses to Jason Lara from Oregon State, 5 nothing, And then Frank Pirelli, 9-6, uh, I think it is, for fifth place. Wow. So this is, that was his redshirt year? Yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah. Dake, Dake. I mean, I, I, I'm sticking with my, my, my dude Dan Hodge out here. I wish I could see that dude wrestle, but I think there's an argument for Hodge, Utaki, Kale, and then I think that second tier after that would be Steber, Dake, and Gable, and maybe Kemp too. I, I don't think you can put them in there. I think you got to put the four-timers, like, alone. Maybe Pat Smith in there. Yeah, Pat Smith. You got to throw it like being a force. I don't know, dude. Gable, I don't know. I think that you, you, there's a case for Gable to be up with right around that same level. I think Kemp's right below Steber Dake. Um, but I, I think that you can't, you can't put the three timers with the four timers. I agree. No matter, no matter if they didn't lose in the regular season, like Lee Kemp didn't. I agree. I said that a little bit before the show, before we got on, it's like, you know, they, they, like Seth said, they did the best of what they got, right? They, they got three years, and they, they did the darn thing. But, like, a whole nother year, we don't know what, right? They could have been well, a Well, no, like, Lee, or... Lee Camp was, like, he got a split decision. But, like. Yeah, I, love, I, I got to go back and see what happened there than that or kind of look at that. That's I didn't know that. I think that, which year was that, Dan, freshman year? Uh, not Dan Arch, Dan Gable. Yeah, that was his freshman year. Yeah. I don't know, man. But I guess uh, I'm sticking with Dake at the top for me. I'm sorry. I have to. Um, but yeah, I think the accomplishment's amazing. Cover. 
I, I just I can't get past it, man. This I can't get past the amount of opponents and the level of his opponents. And yeah, I, I can't get past that. I think it's amazing and I value I value that over the undefeated record. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. Yeah, that's, but it's not like Hale's record wasn't against like a bunch of scrubs. No, absolutely not. Yeah, recency bias because you got to watch Dake and watch the dude he beats. You probably it's, don't know. You probably don't know ninety percent of Kale Sanderson's opponents. You probably don't any of that. So you're just kind of straight up. I went back in and I researched <laughs> these guys, and stats don't lie, my man. All right, so let's hear who are some of Kale's opponents. Kale's opponents? Yeah. I don't know them off the top of my head, man. Good research there. <laughs> Good research coming from the dude that holds his phone in front of the camera when he's telling us stuff. Hey, hey, it's a, it, when I got my resource right here, I'm going to use it. Oh, my God. I, I'm sorry I didn't memorize uh, the guys. Earl just re list. like recited most of them yeah. in their accomplishments. Yeah, read them off to you. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not going to just – I'm not just going to copy Earl and say all the stuff that Earl said and try to say it's That's my what own. I usually do. <laughs> Earl's, Earl's knowledgeable. Use your resources. When Earl's telling you that it oh absolutely my. is Kyle Dake, you should listen. I, I, think, I think as far as an, another thing for Kale, and you, know, you guys can attest to this, is just the, the pressure that mounts when you've got an undefeated streak you know, going. And I can imagine you know, three-plus years – undefeated you know weighing on you yeah that's what happened to Gable yeah you, you can see like his interview after winning that fourth title you know he was like relieved you know he's not a media guy anyways but you know he's kind of just relieved it was all over so um you know that's that's a crazy feat I definitely agree with that and like even when we had a uh, Greg when Greg Jones was on I don't know if it was on this show if it was on Earl's show a while back, the interview I was listening to, I think it was it was yours. Um, he, he talked about, you know, he won a, a title his freshman year. He was undefeated. I think he was undefeated, right? I think he might have lost once or twice Maybe. his freshman year. Yeah. Either way, like, I think it's the same. Uh, that my my argument just collapsed on itself. It wasn't the undefeated argument, but it was the four timer argument, um, which I think is kind of similar with the pressure mounting, right? He said the pressure kind of got to him in his sophomore season. Um, so I think, yeah, that, I mean, four time plus undefeated. I mean, that, that's gotta be an incredible amount of pressure. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to stick to, to Dake being my one, but after that, I think Kale's easily, easily right there for me, for my number two. Um, and, and for me, I hate even saying number two, I think it's one A and one B. I think they're so close. It's just what I particularly value. Um, He's so, teetering. I'm not he's, teetering. He's, he's, he's close. close. Not. Breaking. He's close. I, I, I don't teeter. Yeah. I, I'm not close. teetering. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for your day where you finally can just be like, yeah, you know what? You guys are right. One day I, it's going to happen, Jacob. I, obviously not today, but. I don't know. Happen. We talk for another 15 minutes. We, we might break him. I <laughs> stick by my picks and I, you will not break me. Uh, will not, dude. I, I, I also put like, I put a lot a value and a lot of emphasis on on date choosing to go up that last year to wrestle Taylor. Right. I mean, dude could have easily stayed down at 157 and won a fourth title and you know sailed off in the sunset. But 
um, extra emphasis on going up to wrestle one of the greatest college wrestlers uh, in the sport at the time and looking back over the last decade for sure. Uh, I think that's something to be said for sure. If that match, if Dake doesn't bump up and the match with Bubba Jenkins re-wrestled, David Taylor could be possibly our GOAT right now. For sure. Absolutely. With another Hodge trophy as a junior. I think he is. I think if you go that other way, I, I agree. Because I think that he wins. Yeah, I, mean, I would put him as many Hodge trophies as Kale if he wins three. Um, and then if he won four. And then recency bias would kick in big time. He wouldn't win four Hodges because he was like the no, three. I mean, four, four, four titles. It. Yeah, four titles, three Hodges. Uh, Burroughs won it his freshman year. Yeah, no chance. No chance would they pick it over Burroughs. Yeah. But the guy from Virginia spoiled it all. Yep. Virginia Beach. What is it? Is that 757? That's, yep, 757. Dude, people are so obsessed with their area codes in Virginia. Yeah. Nova, bro. <laughs> are you a Nova guy? I used to be 703, but I'm 540 now. Oh, no. <laughs> See, you just know places by their area code in Virginia. Yeah. They, they got a new one. <laughs> they got a new one coming too. Something that starts with an eight. Oh wow! Oh yeah, great! Big deal. <laughs> Y'all are weird. I went to orientation and everyone was like, "Are you from the seven five seven? And everyone was like, "Yeah!" And I was like, "What the heck did I get myself into?" Two one four. Yeah, yeah, y'all are weird. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we're we not going to agree. So I guess we might be kind of at the Dude, close of our Jake our is going to get – like, next time he gets in this conversation, he's going to be like, Kale is the Dude, man. I have, <laughs> I have not wavered. I have not wavered in the last, like, you know, since Dale, since Dake won his fourth. Okay, well, I'm I will not. say that in this conversation alone, you went from Kale from number two to 1B. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe yeah. i oh my god i said that within like 10 seconds of each other because i wanted to put emphasis on uh kale it's incredible dude but like correct me if i'm wrong does a come before b in the alphabet a when you go one yeah. a one b so, first place right i don't think we got that there's part not two yet. first places like, oh <laughs> did you try to go with Oh my God, it did not. All right, one and two, damn it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, I've got Dean Heil, my number one. <laughs> Tony, uh, fake yeah. Jacob, Dean Heil. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I yeah, would, we should actually throw him in the combo. Two time champ. I would pick a new sport to follow if y'all were serious. <laughs> I would just 100% dive into like freaking croquet or something. I don't know. I'll be done with this. Something's just. No. Oh, I would. I there's more money there. Uh, there's. <laughs> we can get into the list of like top ten things I'd rather be doing than watching Dean Howe wrestle. Um, that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. Uh, I think half of them aren't appropriate for the show. Um, you know, so a little manscaping and stepping such. on Legos. Watching paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are all in there. 
all in there. Um, Legos might be oh might be high on that list. I, I would rather, yeah, I'd rather run a mile on Legos. A yeah. mile? Yeah, I'll do it. No chance. I'd rather do that than I would watch said wrestler wrestle. That's the next fundraiser for the Wisconsin RTC. Yeah, we'll get you out here, Jacob. You can do that live for us. Watch no, Jacob gonna, run a mile it, on Legos. It's gonna be. <laughs> It's, yeah. Guess no. the time and the injuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and injuries. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No. Hey, it is what it is. There's a lot of things I'd rather do. Um, but I think we're counting to the end of this thing, guys. And and like I said, I'm not wavering. But Neither are y'all. So we, we still got Seth with Dan Hodge sitting at the top of his his GOAT rankings. Um, Jack and Earl, I, I couldn't persuade them to the dark side. Uh, they got a Kale, and I'm sticking with Dake. So um, while it was a fun conversation, we didn't – none of us moved. None of us changed. So I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't ha- – I really kind of let y'all formulate my opinions, to be honest. I didn't have, like, a GOAT like going into this so. so jack was the dude in college that let everybody else do the group work and he just put his name on it uh cool. it's happened <laughs> like good. a couple times for sure <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right you do this you do this you do this and i'll sit here <laughs> yeah <laughs> myself team leader <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i was definitely putting a couple of those groups with uga football players um in classes and they would just put their name on crap and not do anything it was was, uh not very fair but whatever Uh, those guys did not make the nfl so i get the last laugh (laughs) (laughs) uh all right well we'll we'll go ahead and sign off of this thing um i am your man jacob hugley and i as always am very glad to be joined by, by my guys seth earl and jack um Jack sometimes comes on late, but we we do get him. So that's it for us. We'll see you next time.